Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Oh, we love you guys. And we, eight years ago, eight years ago, it's, it's really amazing how God knits hearts. And uh, I think uh, if we would have been told maybe 10 years ago that we would be in Christ Church uh, ministering to an amazing, amazing church with wonderful pastors and beautiful people, I think we would have said, what? you know, but God has his ways and uh, God knows what he's doing. And so we're here because God told us to be here and we're very, very glad, you know, and it truly has been a very, very humbling honor and privilege to be able to speak into this house and to the lives of the people here. So I just want to thank you so much for your warm welcome. Thank you, Pastor Gideon, Catherine. Thank you so much for having us. Um, actually, I have my kids with me. They were in the conference and in the service this morning, but today they kind of want to just, you know, like, leave us parents and say, you know, we're adults already. So they wanted to go around Christ Church on their own. Um, but um, again, thank you so much. And I really believe that uh, God has a seasoned word for us uh, tonight. And I'm just so excited. Actually, I'll tell you this, because I already kind of knew what I was going to preach. Um, Catherine was asking me, so what are you going to preach on? So I said, well, you know, I kind of want to go along the lines of preaching on this. And I told her, you know, this and that. And But as I was studying, just, you know, going through my notes for tonight, there was this message that just kept like dropping into my heart and I couldn't shake it and I couldn't let it go. And I said, okay, Lord, if this is what you want for Christ Church and for Harmony Church, well, this is what I'm going to preach. So I want to talk about enlarging your capacity to receive the blessings of God. Enlarging your capacity to receive the blessings of God. Now, let me give you a little illustration here um, about me and Giselle as we travel. See, we love traveling, obviously, you know, and we love grocery stores. I don't know what it is. We love grocery stores. Uh, grocery stores back home, yeah, fine. But when we go like to the U.S. or we go to Singapore or we come to Australia or here in New Zealand, you know, you have your Costco's, you have your countdown, and you probably think, well, oh, what's so special about that? Well, there are things there that we don't have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like in Manila, we have all this wonderful milk, like New Zealand milk from the cows of New Zealand whole photos of green pastures and I'm here in New Zealand so I'm looking at all the products in the grocery store and your milk and your cheese and your yogurt and all the fresh fruit and it's like I want to take I want to take it all and your chocolates and your healthy food and ah uh, so I want to take it all but the problem is I can't take it all because I have limited baggage allowance see I'm only allowed 23 kilos on the plane so it doesn't matter if everything is available for me because I have a limited capacity to take it all home, I can't take it all home. So it's not really that there is a lack of resources. It is my lack and my small capacity to receive what the grocery store has for me. So I'm, I'm going somewhere here. I'm going somewhere. And so God in Ephesians 3.20, and I have the, message, the, the, the verses right here. Ephesians, how many of you love the verse, Ephesians 3.20? The Passion Translation says this, Never doubt 
God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. Now, how many of you have really crazy wild dreams? I mean, I do. Oh my goodness. Like, but the Bible says he's going to exceed them all. And the Bible says he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. So I'm looking at this verse and it's saying you can dream all you want. You can imagine all you want and believe all you want and even go wild and crazy. And God is saying, that's nothing. I can do more than that for you. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. So scripturally speaking, just from the scripture alone, we can all agree that God has the ability, the willingness, the desire, and the capacity to bless us super abundantly. Do you agree? According to the word, above all that we can ask or think. I'm saying he has the desire. He's willing to do it. He has the capacity to do it. You know, he has the willingness. He has the desire. Our healing, our peace, our provision, our joy has been bought and paid for at the cross of Calvary. It's for us. It's free. Paid for by the blood of Jesus. It is. The price has been paid. However, if we do agree, there's a question that we need to ask ourselves. If it is desire, the desire of God to bless us, then how is it that there are some people who are not experiencing what God has for them? And it is not that God doesn't want them to. We already read his word. It is his desire to bless us. It is his greatest joy to see us walking in victory, in health, in wholeness, in the dreams, the visions that he has given us. That's his desire. There is no shortage in heaven. And so maybe the problem is in our capacity to receive all that he has for us. And I'm here to show you some things that can increase our capacity to receive from God. How many of you are interested? All right. So let me read to you 2 Kings 4, uh, 1 to 9. Let's just put a backdrop to this. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 9. And I love this story. It's about Elisha and the widow's oil. All right. So here's the story. Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophets cried to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me what have you in the house? And she said, your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Now look at this. I mean, she is in a terrible situation. She has debt that she cannot pay. And because she cannot pay, the creditors are actually asking her for her sons. I don't know about you, but that person, this widow, is not just at the bottom of the barrel. She's under the barrel. Hopeless. Helpless. And... The prophet asks her, well, what have you in the house? And she's like, hello, I can't pay my debt. Oh, but wait, I do have a little jar of oil. Then he said, verse 3, go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not too few. 
you have your Bibles, whatever, your, cam your, your phones, underline that. Not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And as she poured, they brought the vessels to her. Now, can you imagine this widow? And I like imagining things. When I read the Bible, I'm thinking, okay, I'm this widow. I have a little jar of oil. And somebody tells me, well, go and borrow vessels from all your neighbors. With that alone, I'm thinking, I'm going to knock on every door and say, hi, can I borrow your vase, your pots, your pants, whatever vessels that you can, you know, you can lend to me. And people might be saying, uh, hello, what is that for? Nothing. Just, you know, I just need it for something. And she's maybe thinking in her head, what? She, he's telling me to pour out this small jar of oil that I have. And the instructions were, when one is full, set it aside. And I'm thinking, how can this one little jar of oil actually fill up a large container? But she does what the prophet says. How many of you know it's good to do what God says? Even if it seems crazy at times. All right? And then it says here, when the vessels were full, and I can just imagine as she's pouring, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, it's not running out. Come, uh, guys, guys, another vessel, another vessel. Oh, yep, yep. All right, it's full. Come on, come on, bring me more, bring me more, bring me more. I, I guess she's getting excited at this point. And then she says, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another. Then, when there was no other vessel, the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. Now, check this out. As soon as her capacity of jars were used up, the oil ceased to flow. When did the oil stop flowing? It's when she had no more room to receive. That's the only time it stopped. If she had more vessels, that little jar of oil wouldn't have run out, right? But there were no more vessels. And so it's like, okay, no more capacity. The oil stops. I like what it says in the Amplified in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. When the vessels were all full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not a one left. Then the oil stopped multiplying. There was multiplication as long as she had the capacity to receive. The multiplication kept going on and on and on. So the problem was not the source. Problem's not God. I'm here to tell you. When Jesus died on that cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago, the heavens opened and it's remaining open until today. God is pouring out his healing, his provision, his joy, his peace. And whoever has the capacity to receive will receive what God has for them. That's the grace of God. Heaven is not close to you. Heaven is open for you. And so here we can see that she came. It says here, the problem isn't the source. The problem is the capacity. In the Amplified Bible, I continue reading verse 7. Then she came and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt. You and your sons live on the rest. So with the capacity that she had, which was a lot. Can you imagine a small bottle of oil? was able to pay her debt and put her into retirement where she didn't have to work for the rest of her life. Is that a good thing? It is a good thing. And so she didn't even have to worry. Now, 
let's go deeper now. Let's just get our imagination to go deeper into the story. If she had more jars, if she had a greater capacity to receive, she probably could have gotten other people out of debt. She probably could have caused other people to be blessed as well. Because with her capacity, she was blessed for the rest of her life. And that's good. And that's the will of God. But if your capacity to receive is greater, then your capacity to be a blessing will be even greater. Because you'll receive more than enough. Because the oil will not stop until you've used up your capacity to receive. Amen. So... How do we enlarge our capacity to receive from God? Number one, and I have three things right here that kind of overlapping, but three basic things, very straightforward. Number one, we need to think differently because God thinks differently than we do. Just read the word. He calls you blessed. He calls you blameless. He calls you guiltless. He calls you holy. I mean, that alone, there are days when I go, really, God? Really? Righteous? Really? I don't feel righteous. God says, well, it's not about how you feel. It's about what I wrote in my word. It's that's who you are. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You may fall. You may fail. It does not change who you are. That's the word of God. And we need to come in line and agree with what God is saying so we can enlarge our capacity to receive more from Him. Because really, what we receive is so dependent on the degree that we believe in His goodness and His grace. Because if we believe that He is good and He is good all the time, you will not have a problem receiving blessings from God. But if you think that you don't deserve it, and I'm just a worm, and I'm a sinner, and oh my goodness, you will have a problem receiving from God. And even if God is saying, no, 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 God, no, no, I can't. And so what God is saying, no, no, you have to think like me. I love you. I gave my life for you. I proved on that cross 2,000 years ago how much I love you, how much I want to bless you. And if you can get that in your head and you can believe that, I can do so much more in your life than you can ever ask, think, or imagine. That's what God is doing. Isaiah 55 verse 8 to 9 in the New Living Translation says this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. He is unlimited. We are not. We're limited. But we have the capacity, because the word says so, to believe. And when we believe, we open ourselves up to everything he wants to pour out on us. You know, I love in the Bible that when Jesus wants to set forth a truth, he uses natural things to explain the truth to people. And in Luke chapter 5, verse 37 to 39, he uses an illustration that is very familiar to the people at that time. And I'm going to read from Luke chapter 5, 37 to 39. It says here, and no one puts new wine 
into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins and both are preserved. And no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new for he says the old is better. So to explain this verse, Jesus was talking about the problem of a closed mind that refuses to learn and receive new things. You need to understand that when Jesus was on the earth, he was in the middle, you know, he was in that transition period between the old covenant and the new covenant. And at that time, people were thinking old covenant mindset they had an old way of thinking and Jesus was ushering in the new things and at that time the religious people couldn't take it they, they couldn't fathom what Jesus was doing everything he did was like against their mindset and Jesus was saying I'm bringing something new something better into your lives and for you to receive it you need to start changing your mind you need to be like new wineskins. Why? Because old wineskins were very rigid. They weren't flexible. Old wineskins were made out of goat's skin. Goat skin. So when they become old and aged, they become hard and brittle. The problem is when you pour new wine into it, new wine will ferment and it will exert gases. And as it exerts gases, it will put pressure on the wineskin. Anything new will exert pressure. Anything new will put you in a not so comfortable position because it's new, right? And so what happens is if it's poured into an old wineskin, the wineskins break. Why? Because the pressure can't hold the pressure. So Jesus is saying, no, pour it into a new wineskin. That's flexible. So when, when it expands, when the wine expands, you know, the wineskin expands with it. And the new wine is preserved. And the wineskin is preserved too. So what is Jesus saying here? I want you to change your mind. I want you to think like I do. Because when I start pouring new things into your life, you can't say, oh, 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 oh God, I, I, I don't know about that. You know, that's something new. I don't know if I can walk in that. You know, I've never done that before. Really? Plant a church out there? See, I've never done that before. I don't know if I can do it. See, we have a closed mind. We shut ourselves off from the great things that God wants to do for us. But if we keep an open mind and say, okay, I might be weak and I don't know if I have the capacity to do that. But you know what, God, I trust in you. And when you start thinking like God thinks, all of a sudden God now can move you and God can start doing things in you and through you. That's what a new mindset does. And what God is saying, if you want to enlarge your capacity to receive from me, you need to change your mind. Let me say something here. Growth and comfort do not coexist. They can't, you know, like how many of you go to the gym? You can't, don't have to raise your hand, you know, just like, you know. See, when you go to the gym and you want to build muscle, it's not comfortable. When you start doing a workout, especially for the first time, you feel lactic acid start burning in your muscles. And you're like, oh my goodness, what is this, right? What's happening? Muscles that you have not used before are being stretched. But unless they're stretched, they'll never grow. And sometimes, you know, even in your discomfort, you just think, well, after this exercise, I'm going to have like, mm. you know, but it's, it's not comfortable. But there are things that God wants to do in your life. There are things that God wants to grow in your life. And you know what? It might be uncomfortable for a moment. Yeah. 
because, well, you know, I endeavor to go to the gym, you know, and all that. And at first it's hard, but once you keep doing it, you'll look for it. All of a sudden, your body starts looking for it. And you have to come to that place where you are so comfortable with God moving you and God stretching you and God expanding you. But you need to think differently. You need to be willing to be stretched and changed to carry the new things, the new dreams, the new vision, the new blessings, the new resources. I mean, Christ, uh, Harmony Church, you are bursting at the seams. You are bursting at the seams right now. And God is pouring out. I mean, I was here two years ago, and I told this to Pastor Gideon and Catherine. I was here two years ago. And the level, the increase, the maturity that this church from the last two years is amazing. Because Giselle was telling me, man, this is a great church. I love it. I said, I know. I was here two years ago. I loved it then. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what is God doing in this house? He's sending people in this house, quality people. He's sending people to, you know, get the vision going. He's sending people who will help move the vision forward. That's what he's doing. But you know what? It's not going to be comfortable all the time. It requires stretching. It does, doesn't it? But you know what? It's worth it. The new wine is worth the stretching. What God has for you is worth that. You know, years ago, uh, when Pastor Giselle and I were kind of new in the ministry and we, we went to Bible school and it was our first uh, year pastoring a church. Like we did not know anything, but God told my husband, you know, go pastor. You, you, you're the one to pastor this church. Of course, in my mind, I'm going, oh, poor people. Because my husband at that time didn't like people very much. <laughs> I mean, he, he was so antisocial. It was like people are thinking like, how, how did he even, how did he even get you to marry him? I think it's really God, you know, it's so supernatural, you know. No, but he was so shy, seriously. He was so shy, really didn't want to talk to people. Every time we'd be at a social gathering, you know, he'd just like, let's go, let's go, let's go home. And I'm there going, hey, hi, how are you? Let's go, what, we're going already? It's only been, what, 10 minutes, come on. You know, and so like he'd be, he, you know, he was like that. I mean, he loved God. He was passionate about worship and all, but he was so shy. And so when he came up to me and he said, Mylene, God, God wants me to take this church because at that time our, our senior pastor was, was going to move to the U.S. and he was actually looking for somebody to take the church. And all of a sudden God told my husband, you are to take this church. So he comes to me and I get, really God, do you know what you're doing? I'm looking at all the people and oh my gosh, we have an antisocial pastor. You know, and I remember years ago going to Bible school, words were being spoken over us. Words like, and I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Words like global. Thinking okay, global. Words like cosmopolitan anointing. What? Think, what is that? Is that a magazine? You know, cosmopolitan? <laughs> like, what is that? Words like catalyst, world influence big words big words but you know at that time I did not have the capacity to receive any of it but I loved God so much I said you know what God if you are speaking these words to me you know I I, I better increase my understanding of who you are what you want your word so I put myself in a position we put ourselves in a position to think differently because our minds were so like, what, us, what, what, what world, what? Are you kidding me? My husband is so shy. You know, he's not going to be able to sit up and talk to, like, he doesn't even talk to Filipinos. What about, like, other people? You know? And so, 
But, but you know what? Our capacity to receive grew. And even like standing here now, oh, Catherine, I am telling you, this is exceedingly abundantly above all that we could even dream or imagine what we're doing now. But it takes time for you to just increase your capacity. Amen? So God wants to pour out new wine in you and through you. Look at Isaiah 54 verse 2. Isaiah 54 verse 2 says this. Oh, this is so prophetic. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left. Increased capacity to hold that which God is pouring out into this house. An increased capacity. What does that mean to enlarge, to go beyond to make room, to break out, to break through. Pastor Gideon, that's your word, to break through, to occupy new territories, no limits, no boundaries. Think big, think like God. And when your natural mind says, how's that going to happen? Say, shut up. <laughs> you know what? Because my part is to believe. That's my part. My part is to believe. That's just it. My part is to believe. God's part is to do it. And my part is to believe. To increase, right? I oh, Enlarge our tent, our reach, our capacity. That's not an optional thing. That's a scriptural command. That's in Isaiah 54 verse 2. It is a scriptural command for us to start enlarging our capacities to receive what God has for us. God is a wonderful plan for Christ's church. And each and every one of you have a part to play. It is not an accident that you're here. I don't know if it's your first time. You might be saying here, oh, my God, crazy lady, you know, and, uh, but I'm a guest, so I get to fly out, so, <laughs> you know, so I'm just going to say what God told me to say, and you, you just receive it, and you, you just pray it out and process it with God, and you're saying, why am I hearing these things? Well, that's between you and God. That's between you and God. Hallelujah. Each of us knows that when we trust and obey God, it's for our good. Amazing opportunities and blessings are open to us, but we need to change our minds. We need to think differently. Romans 12, 2 in the Passion Translation says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think, how we think. This will empower you to discern God's will. As you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I want no other place than the will of God. It is the most adventurous, beautiful place you could ever be. Did it stretch me? Oh, yes, it did. Because I had plans to be this great Broadway actress. That's my dream. Seriously. Yeah, you know, I had dreams of like winning the... Yeah, because I was in the theater. I was in the theater and I loved, you know, the theater. I loved performing. I loved singing in front of an audience. I loved acting and all that. And I, I loved all of that. And I thought I would do that forever. And when God called me to be alongside my husband and said, I need you to be beside this man. And I need you to support him in his ministry. And I thought, okay, you know, I'm just going to, no, no, I need you to be preaching by him. Let me just say something. It's not in my notes. Um, 
so many times people like look at me because you know I'm just so hey hi hi out there and you know I'm not shy at all and, and all that and and when I preach sometimes they say when I say okay I'm gonna preach I'm really very nervous and they go really you're nervous I mean, you're nervous aren't you used to this and the thing is and I, I told my testimony in Jesus festival what people perceived as a strength for me was actually my weakness because I can perform. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm used to winging it. You know what winging it means? Like, you know, you know what winging it means. So when I got called alongside my husband to preach, and I remember him saying, hey, you know, you got to preach. I just, feel, I, I just feel you have a gift. You got to preach. And I said, no, no, I don't want to preach. I said, how come? You're so used to standing in front of people. You're not, you're not afraid. I said, that's different. That's scripted. That's scripted. This is different. The Bible in James says you have stricter judgment when you're a teacher. <laughs> I don't want a stricter judgment. And really, it, it, and for me, it was a holy thing. I said, I don't want to wing it. I don't want to wing it there. Lives are at stake. People are going to be hearing my words and they're either going to, you know, like change their their lives are going to get changed or I don't know. It was just so holy for me. And what people perceived as a strength, I actually saw as a weakness because I, I didn't want to perform. I seriously didn't want to do that. And God spoke to me and said, and he said, the very reason I'm calling you is because you feel that way. Is because you feel that way. So don't worry about it. Your gift is there for a reason. Give it to me. And I'll hone it, I'll handle it, I'll cause it to be for my glory. I was always afraid actually to stand up here and I just wanted to be like this prim and proper girl. Romans 12, 2. <laughs> Stop. I couldn't do it. You know, one time I actually put a stool. I said, okay, in church, I said, I'm going to be like prim, proper, put a stool right there. I'm just going to read from the word. I couldn't do it. I just jumped off the chair and I'm like, ah. But God said, no, that's who you are. Don't worry. You are an instrument in my hand. And you know what? It enlarged my capacity to receive because all of a sudden I thought differently. I saw what was in me the way God saw it. And if you do that and you, you think like God thinks, I'm telling you, you're going to be doing things you've never done before. You're going to be saying things you've never said before, seeing things you've never. Oh, I am telling you, it is a great adventure to do the will of God. Amen? The first thing, think differently. The second thing, enlarging our capacity. We must learn to take God at his word. We must learn to take God at his word. His word is alive. His word is true. His word is powerful. His word is life to me. In Luke 5, 1 to 7, I love, I love this story. Luke chapter 5, 1 to 7. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that Jesus stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Now, I'll stop there for a moment. Have you ever wondered why Jesus taught first? Because a miracle is going to take place right after this. And I'll read it to you. But the reason that he first taught was he was setting the atmosphere for a miracle. 
Every time you hear the word of God in this place, every time you hear the supernatural word of God, he's setting you up for a miracle. There are instructions being given out from this pulpit for your life. And if we take heed and step out into that which we hear, miracles start taking place in our lives. It is a very supernatural gathering that you are in. Right where you are right now. I know there's young people in this house, including me, yes. Young people in this house. But I'm here to tell you, you are so blessed to be hearing the word and being at a gathering like this at such a young age. I, you know, well, I don't have any regrets whatsoever. God just really restored uh, time for me in a sense. But never take for granted the time you have here. Never take for granted the time you have here because a miracle is is about to happen in your life as you're hearing the word of God. So Jesus here was setting the atmosphere for a miracle by teaching the good news, all right? Because look at the scenario. Peter was fishing all night, and he did not catch anything. So now he's cleaning the boat. He's ready to go to breakfast. And Jesus probably, because after a while, Jesus would have told him to go out and cast his net into the sea. He probably would have heard the instructions, but you know what? Probably wouldn't have done it. But Jesus taught first because teaching actually faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God right and so it's important for you to hear the word and so that's why to enlarge your capacity to receive you need actually to learn to take the word of God at heart all right so now let's continue reading uh, verse 4 when he had stopped speaking he said to Simon now here are the instructions launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch you can see it nets for a catch but Simon answered and said to him master we have toiled all night and caught nothing nevertheless at your word I will let down the net there's something wrong here right what did Jesus say cast down your nets he said oh yeah but you know what you spoke I'll cast down a net well because in his mind Jesus we have been toiling all day, all night, casting down nets. We haven't caught anything, but okay, just to appease you, because you're God. Jesus, I will throw down a net, because that was his capacity, very small. And when they had done this, check it out. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. This is amazing. Oh, my goodness. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. So Peter, at a word from God, cast down the net. And it was a net breaking, boat sinking, asking partners to help miracle. Oh, that's wonderful. That's amazing. But, but, but. Again, our capacity to receive. We need to enlarge it. Because God will fill whatever space you give him. Net versus nets. Big difference. See, the issue wasn't the word. The word that said, cast your net. The issue wasn't the word because the word did what it was supposed to do. It filled the net. Are you getting this? The word did what it was supposed to do. It filled the net. But the capacity was the problem. Because if he threw out nets, think about it. If he cast the nets... He would have produced nets breaking, boats sinking, let the whole town come to help miracle. And a lot of people would have been blessed. A whole village would have been blessed with a catch of fish. Am I right? 
So yes, God filled the net and that's good. But God said, the nets. God is saying, enlarge your capacity to receive from me. I will fill whatever room you give me. If you give me this much room to move, I'll fill it. I will fill it. If you give me this much room to move, I will fill that room. It is a natural principle, you know. You know, we lived in a small townhouse, you know, the first house that we lived in. It was a very small townhouse, obviously. We had, you know, like furniture that was just, you know, minimal furniture, all right? We couldn't put very much into it. But the next house that we moved into was massive. We rented it out. It was like I walked in. It was like, wow, look at all these cabinets. What am I going to put in there? Look at all this space. I only have, like it had, it had room like for two living rooms, but I only had furniture for one. You know, so it was this massive space. I'm telling you, in a year, that house was full. In a year. In a year, all, all my closets were full. And I was asking myself, like, well, how am I going to fill this? What am I ever going to put there? Oh, that filled up very quickly, my friends. I'm telling you, it is a natural principle, right? I mean, if you have a small desk in your office, you'll fill that up with little bits and pieces, right? But if you have a big desk, you'll say, what am I ever going to do with a big desk? Oh, after two weeks, watch. Seriously, if it's true in the natural, how much more is it in the supernatural? God is going to fill whatever space you give him. So next, God is a big thinker. And his plans for you are astonishing. You know, there's a story talking about enlarging your capacity to receive. A little boy was watching a fisherman. And this fisherman was like fishing at sea. And the little boy was watching him day after day. And he was wondering, every time this fisherman caught this big, huge fish, he would throw it back into the water. Every time. And then when he would catch like this little fish, he would put it in his boat. And that happened day in, day out. Catch big fish, throw in the water. Small fish, okay, back in the boat. One day the, the kid couldn't take it any longer. So he goes up to the fisherman and says, sir, I just want to ask you a question. Yes, what's your question? Well, I've been watching you day after day. And I'm thinking, you catch this really big, delicious fish and you throw it out into the water. And then you catch this little itsy bitsy fish and you put it in your boat. I mean, how come? Why don't you want to take the big fish? And the fisherman said, well, at home I have this little walk. This little frying pan. So the big fish can't fit. So I, I really have to just to get the small fish. Why did he throw out the big fish? Because his capacity to receive was small. How big is your capacity to receive from God? Because if your capacity to receive is small, when big things come into your life, you're going to go, oh, that's not for me. Oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, that's too big. Oh. I don't want to live my life saying, if only. If only I did that. Oh, if only I stepped out. If only I went to that church. That's such a great church. <laughs> if only I went to Harmony. <laughs> Where's Biggs? I heard your testimony. You've been here four months. You know, so many people will be like, have been in church for years, years, years. And they're wondering all the time. And I get this all the time. I mean, we, we have a big church. And we have so many people that we know have been there for five years, seven years, eight years, and their lives are like this cycle. And you're wondering, you've been here for eight years. What's up, right? And you've been here for four months. And I heard what you said. And you said, well, you know what? If this is going to be my church, I'm going to put everything into it. 
I'm just going to, you know what? I can sing. I'm going to sing for God. You know what? I'm just going to put my, where, where there's a need, I'll be there. Four months. And Catherine was saying, wow, she has grown so much in the last four months. You know why? Because she put herself into it. She actually enlarged her capacity to receive. Anybody can do that. Anybody can enlarge your capacity to receive. Let me say something. You can have as much of God as you want. You decide. The proof of the desire is in the pursuit. The proof of the desire is in the pursuit. If they say, oh my gosh, I, oh my goodness, I, I, I really want that like sexy, lean, toned body. And then they sit on the couch and then they're like, you know, I said, no, you don't want it. You really don't. How can I tell? If you really want it, you'll go for it. You'll go for it. Everybody in here has a capacity to receive all that God has for them. It's all available to you, my friends. Heaven is open. Will you believe God enough to enlarge your capacity to receive? And the third thing I want to talk about just very, very quickly, how to enlarge your capacity is just get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Genesis 12, 1 to 3 in the New King James Version says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Abraham was not a Christian. Abraham was a pagan living in a very rich city. He probably had no idea who this God was. And God all of a sudden shows up and tells him, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. What was God asking him to do? Abraham, I want you to trust me. I want you to enlarge, I want to enlarge your capacity to believe me. So what was God doing? He was taking Abraham out of something that was comfortable. He was taking Abraham out of something that was familiar to him. So he could see more. So he would not be limited by his old mindset, by his old way of thinking. Because that would hinder the new things that God wanted to do in his life. Because if Abraham remained where he was, God wouldn't have told him, look up at the sky and count the stars. And that's what your posterity will be. He had to change Abram's mind, but first he had to take him out of what was comfortable for him to enlarge his capacity to receive. So what were the new things? What was God going to do with Abraham? God was going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that Abraham could even think. He probably did not even imagine this. Look at what God was saying. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Abraham's probably thinking, what? Probably never heard of anything like this in his entire life. But God wanted him out of there because if he remained there, he'd probably go, oh, it must have been something I ate. I don't know what the voice was that. Ugh. Go back to sleep. No. God said, get out. I want to show you some things. And I don't want anything to hinder you. This must have been something new to Abraham. What? In me, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. How's that going to happen? And we all know. We all know the lineage. We all know the story. God was preparing the way for Jesus to come. That was from that beginning. He's the father of faith. Oh, such big plans for Abraham. And I'm here to tell you. Get out of your comfort zone. What is God telling you to do? That you've been like... <sighs> 
I don't know. I don't know. Should I do it? Should I not? I'm telling you, do it. If you have a word from God, go for it. Oh, I might sink. Oh, I might drown. Yeah, Jesus is going to be there just to pick you up. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. I remember Joyce Meyer saying, Oh, God, I, I, you know what? I, I don't know. I don't want to move. And, and, and God has been saying, no, no, just go for it. No, God, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to miss you. I don't, uh. And God said, don't worry. If you miss me, I'll find you. Don't worry. I'll bring you back. Just step out. Just step out. He's with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And I know we're not perfect. God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for available people. He's looking for people who will believe him, who will trust him enough to do something crazy for him. Gosh, there's a lot of things that God wants to do in this house. There's a lot of things that God wants to do here in Harmony Church. And he's bringing these people in. I just see this influx, just this influx of people coming in. And not just people, but words spoken over this house. Prophetic words spoken over the house because he is preparing. He is preparing this house for something great. And he's causing, I, 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 the, the word sentinel. What is that? A guard? Like a guard. It's an angel. That word just dropped, sentinel. You, you know, this morning, um, people saw like images, light, uh, light and shafts of light, saw uh, explosions, saw warfare and all of that. And then now I see the word sentinel. And, and I just see that God, yes, <laughs> The enemy is so angry. And God is protecting this house. He is causing sentinels to, to just be around what God is doing in this house right now. Because he's bringing in a supply. He's bringing in a supply. I see a base. I see a base from which will go forth gifts, uh, from which will go forth callings, and from which will go forth uh, a supply, gifts and callings, a supply, even financial uh, supply coming out from this base, and it has to be guarded well. And what God is doing is he's setting a foundation, and he's causing it to be established, and he's bringing people in uh, to move the vision forward. Uh, but do not worry about the persecution, and do not worry about that which will come against you, and the persecution that will come and the words that will come and naysayers who will say oh what are they doing and what is that and I don't want to be a part of that no if they don't want to be part of it you don't really need them and so you know what you 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 just be you you just steward that which God is bringing into this house and when you steward that which God is bringing into this house he's going to cause this this place to be a base a, a strong base and um, I've said it before, I'll say it again, that Harmony Church is bigger than the four walls of this building as it inf its influence just goes forth into the nations. And uh, uh, voices, voices to go out, voices to go out into the nations, uh, social media, uh, television, and uh, broadcast. And uh, that, that's why it's here. That's why it's there. So... Um, media team 
creative ideas to get the word to go forth and to go out. Yes, uh, there will be travels, yes, but this will be a strong base from which words are going to go forth. And he is strengthening the base, he's strengthening the house, he's strengthening the people. Hallelujah for that. And so you stretch and you enlarge. Stretch, stretch. Get out of your comfort zone and... <laughs> You're probably saying, yeah, how, much of, how much more stretching are we to do? But the oil of the anointing, the oil of the anointing is being poured out. The oil of the anointing is being poured out. Think big. Think big. Don't focus on your limitations. Focus on the bigness of our God. Hallelujah. Put yourself in the middle of a miracle, guys. You know, put yourself in a place where you have to think like God thinks or else. When you want to put yourself in the middle of a miracle, it's like, okay, God, what now? <laughs> hmm. <It's laughs> have you ever been in that place? You put yourself in the middle of a miracle, where if God doesn't move, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know what? Ironically, it is the safest place you can be when you put yourself in the middle of a miracle. <sighs> How much time do I have? Thank you, Jesus. And you know, some of the instructions that are going to come are not going to make sense. Oh, come on, we all know that. I remember one time we had one service and... Um, then we opened the second service. And as we were doing the second service, in prayer, God said, open a third. A third? The second service isn't even full. I mean, it was half full. And we were like, don't you want to fill in the second service first, God, before? You know how you argue with God sometimes, like, like you know better. Um, don't you want to fill it up, God? You know, that kind of makes sense to fill it up, then open a third. God said, no, just open a third. And so we prayed about it, and we were going to open a third service a month from when the Lord told us to do it. So we started announcing it. Remember that? We started announcing opening a third service. Four weeks from now, we're opening a third, serv a third service. Three weeks from now, hey, we're opening a third service uh, two weeks from now. And then this, the week before we opened a third service, and we were at the second service, the second service, it was full, like three rows. That was it. Three rows. And I'm going... What is going on, God? You, next week, we're opening a third. That could just be me and our staff of three. I mean, who's going to come? I mean, the first service, yeah, quite full, like second service, three rows. Really? Are you kidding me? And next week, we're going to open a third? Stretch, stretch, enlarge your capacity to receive. We opened a third service, and after two months... That got filled up. The second service got filled up. Third service got filled up. And then God said, open the fourth. We did. When we opened the fourth, God said, open the fifth and the sixth. We said, where did the five go? <laughs> like, what? Two services at once? God says, yeah. I mean, you know, just jump to six. And we did. And you know what? The people just started coming in. He just filled up all the services. People were lining up to get into the services. But we could have canceled opening the third because what we saw with our sight was only three rows of people. 
You never underestimate God's instructions. Even if it does not make sense, you go for it. Because there are people out there waiting. There are people out there waiting to come into this house and into this church. And you need to prepare the barn. You need to enlarge that capacity. God is pouring out his oil. He 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 is pouring out his oil. Get ready those vessels, 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 vessels. And I'm not just even thinking regular vessels, people, people that he's going to pour out into. And just like Elisha's, Elisha and the widow's oil, when you knock on the doors and looking for vessels, it's people. It's people going to be coming into the house, people, and you're going to be pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, and you're going to be asking, who else, who else? There's more oil. Come on, bring in the people, 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 because God is pouring out, God is pouring out, God is pouring out. He's not going to run out. And as long as there are people out there on the streets who do not have a church and who do not know Jesus, God is going to pour out His goodness, His grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you able to play? <laughs> oh. Guitar? <laughs> you can do it? You're not going to fall over? Wow. Wow. As, as Catherine is playing, let me read the verse that's um, it's already out there. And it's, it's a good verse. 2 Corinthians 6, 11 to 13, the Message Bible. I'll read this and we'll just start moving. Just praying in the Holy Spirit and just processing in prayer what God has proclaimed dear dear harmony church <laughs> i cannot tell you how much i long for you to enter this wide open spacious life we didn't fence you in the smallness you feel comes from within you your lives aren't small but you're living them in a small way i'm speaking as plainly as i can and with great affection open up your lives live openly and expansively God is ready to do amazing things here in this church today. And I just pray that even as the word has gone forth and even as God has ministered in this house today, that each and every one of you has received a truth. Either to think differently, to learn to take God at his word, to get out of your comfort zone. The three things that will help you enlarge your capacity to receive from God today. Your lives are not small at all. At all. You have such a potential on the inside of you. There is no one else that can do what you can do. And God is calling you out. He, he's calling you out of what is familiar. He's calling you out of what is comfortable. And He is setting you in a place where you will be stretched, yes, but you will find yourself in a wide open space of His grace and His glory.